And Georgia Snow. I want to see. I want to see too. Tonight, Mega Man's internal conflict, justice for Snyder, my friend John Wick, take two and call me in the morning, see a steam and two AIs, one game on tonight's Drive Force podcast. Well, we are live, so we are going to get into everything nerdy, and as you can see from the background, we have... Going live on PJ uh, on the Facebook PJ and WH. Welcome, gang. This is the Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation of the Triforce Podcast. I am Matthew Bugrell, the Madman. To my left are uh, Stephen Bugrell, Big Brother, as well as our mascot here, Link Diablo, Hero of Time. And in the quarantine box, Katarina Thermoscara and our Iron Kelly, Kelly Collins, will be popping in later on. So, uh, we start off this podcast the same way every damn time. It is with you going over to the PJ and WH site here, Perjangers and Wallhangers, pjandwh.com. You see yesterday's Lug Nuts. We have the best clip there from the podcast. And the title of yesterday's podcast is Lug Nuts, Silly Putty Porsche. And then we also have last week's Triforce podcast, Yoda's Red Corvette, all up for your full viewing pleasure in the enhanced YouTube version, which doesn't end until Connor says one punch, so you can find all of our stuff here on the website. Contact the team. Let us know if you have anything luggy and nutty to say. Leave your name, your email, and your message. Find us on all social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And, uh... Tonight, Mega Man's internal conflict, justice for Snyder, my friend John Wick, take two and call me in the morning, see a steam and two AIs, one game on tonight's Triforce podcast. So we start off with what I alluded to here, and that is a little Mega Man news. Um, oh shit, I'm not sharing my screen. <laughs> See if I could do this live on air. This is going to turn out great. Woo! But Mega Man, uh, boom! Why don't we restart the Mega Man story? Like when you sit down. You can edit it. Nah, fuck that. Leave it in. It's awesome. Um, Very professional. Yeah, it's like an uncut gem. So now she can see the story here. Mega Man is getting a a six-issue comic. Mega Man, fully charged. It's a comic series. They're partnering up with Wild Brain LTD and Dentsu Entertainment USA to launch the six-issue comic series based on the Mega Man fully charged animated TV series. So, uh, based on the Mega Man or Rockman, if you were over in Japan... Uh, games. The comic will be uh, begin after Mega Man's father, Dr. Light, is kidnapped. Mega Man learns the robot masters know more about his secret history than he does. They trigger a forgotten memory of the brutal human-robot war, and no word on release date, but that alone, along with that picture, really has me sold for a Mega Man comic. It looks great. It looks awesome. You know, very you know, very art artistically, right there is awesome. But also, I like here the human robot war. Our hero is left to question just who he is and if he can even trust anything or anyone anymore, including 
the man he calls father, Dr. Light. So he is pulling everything that he knows in his existence into question. Did you say they call him Rockman? Yeah, over in Japan. It was started off as Rockman. They didn't think that worked here? I guess not. I like Mega Man better, honestly. Yeah. There have been a couple Japanese games that came out that have different titles over there as opposed to here, but... Mega Man, yeah, it seems to stick. I think this one's going to go well, especially with the games. I mean, the games have amount uh, a, such a huge backstory that you can have in there, and there's so many different ways you can go with a Mega Man comic. You know, I mean, we're going back to eight, 1987 Mega Man franchise known as Rockman in Japan. It was Capcom's release of the first Mega Man game, and then Nintendo Famicom. The franchise has since spawned numerous games with the latest in the series, Mega Man 11, uh, released in North America October 2018. Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection launched for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC via Steam on January 30, uh, 21st. So I did see that in there. Yeah, man. There's a That's lot, a of, lot Mega of Mega Man. And the last one, the Mega Man 11, people were really clamoring for that one. So there's a lot of people that are mm-hmm. just really dope for Mega Man. I'm telling you right now, man, give me a Mega Man TV series. Live action Mega Man yeah, TV Yeah, that could series. be really good. I would love that. Were you a big fan of Mega Man, Katarina? Because that was a very platformy, niche kind of gamer group there. I sucked at it, but I still love it. Uh, I think I only know him uh, as far as his contribution to Super Smash Brothers. I think he's one of the characters you can play as, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yes, he is. He's in the Nintendo Kingdom. Yeah, yeah but and the... my parents did not get Nintendo. We oh. had Atari and Intellivision. Mm. Oh. I played the N64 Mega Man game the 3D one, which uh, you could walk around in, that was an awesome game. Yeah, that one, that that was that was really really good. great. That was really good. I don't think it was very. But that was Yoshi Story and Banjo and Kazooie. I think were really the only two games that I had. <laughs> mm. uh, it, my ex had like a whole crap ton of old Super Nintendo games. So whenever I was uh, would go over to her house, I would sit there and had the Super Nintendo right next to the bed and I would just sit there playing Super Nintendo. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, we get beyond I had a, a Dreamcast and a PS1. Uh, yeah, but that and the like I said the only Nintendo I had was in Oh, excuse me, I'm lying. I also had the Nintendo GameCube and I played all the Harry Potter games on that. Our, I didn't know there were Harry Potter. Our one cousin um, they uh, Mike and Chris and Carl, they had the Sega CD. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend who had the Sega CD. I played it on the Sega CD, and it was just like any other game of the time, really. It was just kind of subject to the time on the CD. But we'll have to keep an eye out there for what's going on with Mega Man. One thing that a lot of people have kept an eye on, and a lot of nerds are just praising the sky right now, is this man that's on the screen, one Zack Snyder. It finally happened. We alluded to some news coming out last week, but... The news hit this past week, and I think, uh, from what I hear in my circle, people are still conflicted, uh, because they don't really have faith in Zack Snyder. Not a lot of them are Snyder fans. They have, you know, you got, he's got 300 and Dawn of the Dead, and that was it. Right. That's all people really know or love him for, but first off, Man of Steel was not bad. 
That was a good Superman movie. That was a good Superman movie. Dark Side Superman really was really good. There's an Easter egg in there which foreshadows Dark Side or, or Doomsday rather. Okay. And then you have Batman vs Superman. See that. Once again, not a bad movie. Both those movies grossed big numbers. I'm talking like six hundred million dollar numbers. Yeah. And this is before Endgame, so that's a success. That Batman versus Superman, everyone was waiting for that for the longest time. And then they shit on it after it came out. I didn't think it was bad. It's a different world. You have to take it as that. And Batfleck was the best part of that movie. Now, we finally get... I get why Zack stepped away from the Justice League. You know? A tragic loss in the family. I think it was his daughter... It's tragic. Okay. Yeah, you got to walk away. But the studio should have then put the movie on pause. The man had four hours shot. Four hours worth of a movie. Then cut it down to like two and 20 minutes. And then they said, yeah, well, this still needs work. So then Joss Whedon came in here, Captain Avenger, and he just started mucking about in there. And that's the movie we got. But Zack Snyder's also said that we've only seen about a quarter of what he has actually done. So there's a lot of wiggle room here. And he's also saying... So it might not be one movie, it might be two. Well, what they're saying is, this may be... It may be one four-hour-long director's cut coming to the streaming service, HBO Max 2021, or they may separate it into chapters... Mm-hmm. I would really, honestly... That could be nice. I'm fine with the chapters. If you want to put it in one long four-hour clip, I might even break it up into chapters myself. Yeah, right. you're going to have to. You know... It get too long. Yeah, you know, but especially for a streaming service. Movie theaters, like, Avengers had you for three hours because you had nothing else. It's a dark screen. It's a dark room. Big white screen in front of you with all your attention and focus there and they have you you don't have any sense of time in your house you could say oh my god I have to pee I gotta get up pause the movie pause it I'll be right back it's just there's so much there's so many distractions (laughs) but now also Ray Porter took to Twitter to confirm that he will be playing Darkseid in the Snyder Cut and the internet was not very happy (gasps) No one was excited. No, nobody was excited. Oh, unfortunately darn. for him. But the internet's usually so forgiving. You're full of kind, compassionate people. I mean, but the thing that I really drive home heard, here, I don't actually. First off, Dark Side all CGI. Okay. If he does it right, and he pulls a, a good Dark Side in here, that is nobody's going to complain about that. Yeah. Now, also, rumors are saying that there may still be hope for a Justice League two. If this one does well, okay. So well, let's let's see what he can do with it. You know, we got to uh, see what the man because he's had a lot of time and he just kind of like ah well maybe I'll you know get somebody will write a mo- a documentary about it and then I can give them some unused clips for them to use in the documentary. He didn't expect that they you know, just let him do your thing. The two there was a hundred thousand signatures on the petition after Justice League released originally to get him to release the Snyder Cut. And then he went on Vimo. He kept teasing the fans with stuff that he can do. Now he's saying that it's not going to be like anything anybody has seen to date. 
even the people that got the screenings with the little, you know, visual effects will be here and the general gist of where he was going to go. Now he's got 20 to 30 million dollars, about 4 hours worth of footage and cast is has all gotten their um, contracts extended to do audio reshoots. So okay. they got the new uh, they got the old post production crews to come in, score, cut, add new and finish old visual effects and bring back the main actors to record some additional audio dialogue. So especially with, you know, this being an entirely new thing uh, apart from, you know, anything that anybody has ever seen, I really want to give this a good give it a good chapter. You can release it weekly. You don't have to yeah. release it all. I, I, you either wait to binge it like Katarina likes to do, or you just watch it episodically, like we do with Mando and you know the Disney Everything Gallery. Else. So it's really, I think this is a really big thing, especially since r- rumor is Katarina that since uh, Marvel is sitting on their hands with Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, rumor is that they may try to get Ryan Reynolds to be the Green Lantern in this. All right. Especially if they give him a good suit. Well, you know, if you're you're going for broke, you might as well go for the long pass. You know, like look, spend about like twenty million on visual effects, right? Then just save about ten million, get Ryan in there, and get him to just add Green Lantern like a motherfucker in that bitch. Give me more Green Lantern. Yep, yep, I'm gonna be good. Obviously, I'm a big fan. It could change the you know the story could go in a completely different direction now. Yeah, there's any way so, that he could take it, and I think there, you gotta trust this man's vision. He has, and if every single one of these actors are saying no, no, I, he really needs to release that movie, the, you gotta know that it's one gonna be better than what we got, and two, especially with more funding behind it, I think this is gonna be amazing. Yeah. The movie we've always wanted. And fans are finally getting what they want. After all the times we have sat on this podcast and then just absolutely, completely shat on them for uh, saying, Oh, what? You sign a petition? What's that ever do? Well, I guess fuck me in the mouth. That's exactly what it did. They actually got it worked. <laughs> okay. So it worked. They you know, were, they, they were probably going to do it anyway. Even a broken yeah, clock right. is right twice a day. You got you know? four hours of footage, you might as well let the guy go around and tinker around a bit. You know, what the hell? It's 10 to 20 mil. How much are you losing daily with this lockdown? <sighs> you know what they said? You know what? Fuck it. But because of COVID, it almost didn't happen. And they were going to put it on the back burner. But someone in the, one of the execs said, no, we need to do this now. Strike while the iron's hot. It's the perfect time for it. Do it now. So that person has my utmost respect. And they're right. This is the perfect time to capitalize on this, man. You got a brand new streaming service come out. This is exactly how you drum people over to it. Because that's what Disney did with The Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So so Disney and HBO Max, man, I really think that these are going to be two big competitors that Netflix has to watch out for. And if you haven't seen the the behind-the-scenes Mandalorian, really get off your ass. Oh, yeah. Disney Gallery. Right when we're done, like, you got to see the way they did that. It's really amazing. It was the technology this time. Oh, yeah. This week. It was technology, I think. uh, We have scoring and, like, two other ones coming up. All of them the are like, oh, they're, 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 if what you're What episode number are we on for that one? Uh, four. I think five four? is this Friday. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I think five is this Friday because they did directors, cast, um, uh, technology, and they did one other one that I'm forgetting right they now. They did art, didn't they? No, I didn't don't they think do they did art? art. Yeah, it could be coming up. Yeah, I I, I can't remember. Sounds like that. something that they would cover. All the bright lights are just fo- fo- uh, fogging my memory. But I'm gonna look right because I I know I've watched the first. I think. I know I watched the first two. I don't know about the first three, but I could have been thought one. Ugh. I thought one of them was about the art. Well, then I'm just gonna have to go back and watch them again. If I if it was, you know, I'll twist my arm. Bad do it. But a lot of great news just out of that camp right there, and I'm really excited to see what his, uh, HBO Max does in literally what two days? The 27th it comes out, so Wednesday we're getting. Yeah. This will be 2021, though, which, of course, you got to give them time, which it's all anybody has right now is time. So give them time. Well, I'm working on the Snyder Cut. But now you're going to have ah, something about a pandemic. But right okay. now you're going to have all this content, like, releasing a damn when HBO Max comes out. because they have, Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> um, but we, you have this flood of content coming from HBO Max on Wednesday. Just ready to sweep everybody away. So, fourteen bucks, little man, put that shit in their hand. Just like this one, put money in this man's hand. John Wick. John Wick writer wants to make a couple TV shows based on uh, based on video games. So Derek Kolstad, co-creator of John Wick, wants to make TV shows. He sat down with ComicBook.com and mentioned that he's been pitching. A couple TV shows based on video games. The first is the indie hit My Friend Pedro, which is right along the lines of John Wick. My Friend Pedro, platformer. Um, It's very much like... Does My Friend Pedro there go to a link? There we go. My Friend Pedro. Got an 81 on on the review monitor. But you see here is that it's left and right shooting. And aerial combat. So it's shooting with flair. Uh, <laughs> there we go. There's some gameplay. Um, but it's shooting with flair. And this is right along the lines of John Wick. It's exactly what you want. But essentially, you might not know uh, know how this goes, but uh, what you see here is that uh, he wants to do a game about shooting people in slow motion while riding a skateboard taking orders from a talking banana. Really? Yes. That sounds... They should get the Rick and Morty guys involved, too. Because, like, that... Seriously... (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking to make a love game. Maybe Pendleton And I think we got a real good... That'd be a good match. Yeah, get Duncan Trussell on this one. Yeah, let's get these guys in a room and uh, (laughs) get them some masks. And then the second one is uh, Benny and the Ink Machine. Benny and the Ink Machine. I looked this one up. Uh, not Benny and the Jets. That one's copyright no. infringement. But and the uh, Ink Machine. The Ink Machine. This one's a first-person survival horror game to where enemies are twisted Golden Age cartoons, and it's all like, about uh, survival. Uh, Cuphead. Yeah, except it's first-person, very uh, you know survival horror. So you're in like kind of like Doom corridors, checking out things, okay. and there's a big Ink Machine and a bunch of Golden Age cartoons that want to kill you. Alright, well... Uh, so once again, these are two shows that are still right along the lines that I, I would ex- uh, I would expect from Rick and Morty, uh, or uh, John Wick, co-creator. 
You know? Okay. Do you want a show about a talking banana ordering a guy around on a skateboard to kill people in aerial combat and slow Do motion? Do you watch Hunger Team uh, Aqua Force? <laughs> this will be right yeah. up your alley! Did you Hopefully just, it'll come on, uh, what is that, Adult Swim right yeah. after it, so you won't have to move. Did you just pop LSD? Well, you're going to want to watch this. Um, but yeah, watch out for the talking bananas, man, coming soon. And uh, one thing that is not coming soon is Grand Theft Auto 6, unfortunately, Take-Two Interactive. Yes, yeah, because they haven't been working on it. <clears throat> True. But Take-Two Interactive had a uh, fiscal earnings call, and they did say in the earnings report that they're expecting a light fiscal year, which in terms of releasing new games means that they're not expecting to drop one of the biggest titles that they've ever had. This they're warning their investors we're not going to make any money this year like everybody else, but they're not going under. And, so, yeah. if you did have hopes for Grand Theft Auto 6 to being released uh, with the new next-gen consoles, no. You're probably going to have to wait because what they did say is that the following fiscal year will be much bigger in that regard. If you'd like something to play within that time, yeah. and might I suggest Grand Theft Auto 4, by the time you've done everything, the game will be out. And then, you're, we're it's talking really about April... 2021 to March 2022. That's the the time frame they're looking to have it out. I'd say probably looking more into the 2022, maybe in the earliest end of 2021 if they've had a couple years under their belt already. But assuming that they just started, I'd say push that out to at least 2022 because other rumors are saying that they're prop they're they may be putting out a smaller GTA 6 and then adding to it with DLC. Where have we heard that before? Yeah. We have. We've heard that somewhere. I don't remember. Uh, a lot like almost every single goddamn time they released something. But Take-Two also had other plans here. And that is, uh, in the financial call, they confirmed they have plans to release 93 games over the next five years. That's That sounds like a lot to me. It does sound like a lot, but you have to remember... Did you see... No, it says 93 on the screen. Yeah. Right... Right, right there. Right, right here. Yeah. Right there. So, 93 games. Now, you also have to imagine, out of five years, you're going to have basketball games, golf games... Yeah. You know, uh, if they have a baseball game, you know, all the sports games, they're going to have those, which, you know, that kind of lowers the numbers there. But they also do a little math. So, in the financial call, they plan for 63 of these being core games. 15 of the 63 will be released on the new platforms. There will be 17 mid-core or arcade style and uh, 13 casual titles. Now, 47 will be part of established series with 46 being part of new IP. 72 games will be releasing on console, PC, and or streaming, and 21 games will be mobile. 67 are going to be paid titles, and 26 are going to be free-to-play, suggesting that we're probably looking at about five free-to-play titles coming to the PC and consoles. So they also note here, uh, Take-Two president uh, Carl Slatoff, 
says that it is possible that not all 93 of these games will actually make it to full completion. Well, yeah, Yeah, nothing's set in stone. Nothing's set in stone, but they do have plans for... They have more than just this one. They got more going on than Star Wars. They're just like, oh, we got a Fallen Order 2 coming out. You know what? Give me another Red Dead game. That was really good and a thick chunky story they got online crap see but that's Rockstar that. now Rockstar has to be working on you know Grand Theft Auto 6 because that's their next title they've kind of been switching yeah. back and forth between the two so now it's time for that or you know heaven forbid maybe they, they make got a something new IP. big uh, in the works that uh, they haven't told us about that's what video game publishers do they don't tell us anything it's very true they do not tell you until anything. it's on the shelf Exactly. Except Star Citizen. I'll tell you what, though. One thing that I thought I did was record this game today because there is a new, <laughs> a new gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous RPG inspired by the Japanese classic <coughs> games that you know and love. Now, it this- was going to be the best map plays ever. Yeah, and I still might do it, um, especially when the game, the full game comes out. Um, but they have a free demo out for this game now. It's called Crystals. Allows you to use time as a weapon. So, Modest Games, uh, that's the publisher, uh, they bring you the Crystals uh, with a 45 to 50 minute demo. I did it about like, you know, I ran through in about like 30, 40 minutes. Um, the demo is out now with glowing reviews. And while people did. It is about that short playtime. Mm-hmm. People were going through the entire thing just looking at all the glorious artwork. Because as you can see, just the from background, that there, it is it is a real looks like that they put a lot of detail in it. Oh yeah, and it's an interesting art it's style. That picture. And this is part of the the the, act, the combat here, to where you have left and right side. Now, the big premise for this game is past future, uh, past, present, future. Okay. Now, in this one, you see what I'm talking about here. So, invoke past crystal. You can bring them to the past. You can push them to the future. So, you can see your enemy grow weary and old. Now, what you can do, if they have a shield, you can use a water spell on that shield. Then, you can use your main bitch here with the badass sword. Push them forward in time. And now, all their shield is all rusted. So, now it's not going to work. It's going to have, you know, decreased stats. It's a masterful idea. And I also have, uh, just to point it out here, you find it on your Steam page, and it is, this is the trailer they have up here. And that's your main character. This is essentially a gigantic love letter to RPGs, but it's so good. It's just literally so good. Um, Best indie game, and I can see why. Just from playing this little... Demo. I can't wait to see the full story. There's other things that they're going to be doing with the combat. That was the Hell Sisters you play in the demo. Um, and you see the past, the present, the future, and you can affect it to where you can save their house, you can save the orphanage in the demo. You can walk around and see hmm. how the and just the, the actual gameplay and battles. This is an absolutely fascinating game. And I believe it's going to come out uh, sometime um, 
Sometime looks, 2020. Looks very anime-like to me. Like your place. Yeah, it gives me like cartoon. Kubo and the Two Strings vibes, and I love that. Yes, it also <laughs> yeah, like anime, like but more like a Samurai Jack anime vibe. Yeah. To it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Woo, we're gonna turn that audio off. That was loud. But uh, <laughs> I said off. The creator here. He's. They pretty much go through, and uh, there's. This is on Steam, but they have a bunch of this actual story. Skip through here. This is one of the big things in the uh, opening places in the demo, and you go back and forth, and you can see how people are affected by time. And I just to play through. It just makes me want to play this again. I'm probably going to have to record it again tonight and pop it out there in this week because. This game is going to be huge. It's 2020, but it's a. It sounds like a. It's such. Norwegian it's such a different way game. to think about a game. Yeah. Most games are like, I don't know, linear. And then this you see here the like, ratings on their demos are all in the eights, nines, and tens. Oh yeah. And what we were saying, I was saying to you before the podcast, is that if this was done as a first person game mm-hmm. it would be very hard to pull off yeah when you described it it's a game where you're playing the past present and future at once yeah. i'm like how how can you possibly be all three places at once but when you see it it yeah it makes sense i mean and then you get the sense of just going through and even in the demo and the combat man i want this game now you know and you're a badass time mage. That's what it is. Female protagonist, JRPG, it is essentially a gigantic love letter to them. And best part, you play the demo free. Download it now on Steam. It practically takes nothing to run. Uh, four gigabytes of RAM. Uh, practic- n- two gigabyte graphic card. You know, is it only available on Steam? Windows 7. Oh, no, it's available on, I believe it's on Xbox as well. Um, hmm. But I just found it on Steam. Uh, but there is, yes, Windows. as So it is on Windows and Xbox. Um, so check it out there, man. It, I, I Everywhere love, you can find fun. Yeah, I love little indie and little known titles like that. So I always like to bring a, a nice nod to them whenever I can. Uh, but there is also an Ask Me Anything on their Twitter and Discord on July 30th. So if you have any questions about it, you already knew about the game, you, you play through the game and you have some questions, go to the Ask Me Anything because that's a really great uh, a really great thing that they're doing there. Now, this other story is a good thing. I didn't catch the <coughs> kind of first one or originally play this one. No, it originally came out on Xbox One, which, of course, we're talking about for the audio listeners. Sea of Thieves is coming to Steam! Uh, it's not the same with that. It's game. not the same with Iron <laughs> Kelly here. I don't expect Iron Kelly to miss scream you. like Kelly does. but He'll listen. <clears throat> he will, and he he'll listens. scream in his heart. Yeah. Um, then, then, been on. then our moment will be complete. Yeah. Let's give so, us a moment of silence for Kelly. Sea okay, of Thieves sailing on to Steam. Now, here's the thing. It is uh, going to have cross-play. So you're going to be able to play between Xbox One, Windows, and Steam. All right? Okay. I like here's that. the kind of ret- uh, stupid thing about this. It's coming out June 3rd for players that are were waiting for the Steam release. <clears throat> so this is a new pirate, uh, Sea of Thieves game. No, same one. Just released on Steam. So it was out, but they're going to re-release it. 
No, they're just Steam. yeah, it's out. They're just releasing it on Steam now. It's okay. a timed release. Um, and the new players will have to sign up for a free Xbox Live account if you don't already have an Xbox Live or Xbox Microsoft email. If you haven't existed in the past twenty five years, yes. Um, if you've played a game within the past twenty years, you probably have one. Now here's the remember that you can ask for your password. They'll help. If you already own the game on Windows or Xbox One, uh, you'll have to repurchase it. But all your progress, your ranks, cosmetics, currencies, and achievements will come over to Steam automatically as soon as you log on. You just have to pay for the game again. Okay, I guess. However, uh, the game does feature crossplay, so why would you? You could just keep playing it wherever you are. And but now you can say, oh man, you bought it on Steam? My name's, you know, Pirate Fuzzy Nuts 78 Find me. We'll join, uh, join my ship. You'll be, still be able to go and crossplay over with your friends, so it doesn't matter. Let me search the name Pirate <laughs> It'll probably be Captain Fuzzy Nuts. Yeah, we'll have to modify that a bit. Yeah, but uh, the game will cost about 40 bucks on Steam. It is still listed as coming soon. So, is it a big PvP know. space, or is there like... It's pretty much a lot of streamers. It's a big PvP. I never really got into it, and you you have to have a good crew. That's kind of what they were saying in here, is to where if you have a good crew, you can really kind of romp through and have a lot of fun. Um, But good is But, you know, the internet is involved, so... Yeah. Uh, Especially from what I heard, I want to say our Kelly, our Iron Kelly, told me that it was just like a lot of streamers that were on there, so you kind of have those jackasses. Um... Okay. But we'll have to see. Now, one thing that is a good glimmer of hope that's coming in uh, here probably next month, which is uh, the we're not going to get E3 in the normal cons, but we are going to get mm. this online hybrid. Okay. So, New Game Plus Expo is coming, and here you see all of the partners in here, including Sega, SNK, um, you know, Initia Creates, all these people are going to be there. And it's essentially a grassroots, uh, you know, coalition of publishers and developers organizing together so that these publishers can go ahead and, you know, get their games and announcements out there. We have uh, all the all the names here, Hungo America, Ideal Factory International, NG Creates, uh, Kaneo, Tecmo, America, Playism, Sega of America, SNK, Spike, okay. Wayford. So they're pretty much trying to get every still get something together, and we, oh, excuse we're, us. We're, we're in just going to we're just going to move off the couch so Link has all the room he needs. Um, foot and a half long chihuahua. Yeah. So we'll have to see how this goes, <laughs> but the live stream will be on Twitch beginning at eight a.m. Pacific time, eleven a.m. Eastern time. On June 23rd, so we'll see what kind of announcements, gameplay uh, demos, and Q&As they have going on that day. But, you know, it's one of the things. E3 has got their whole hybrid thing going on. You know, uh, GDC and, like, Tokyo Game Show, they just flat out canceled. So we'll have to see. The PC Gaming shows uh, will, will be returning June 6th. So Microsoft, Electronic Arts, Ubisoft, they're all holding their own event. So... A lot of people are just taking the bull by their horns and doing that. Um, we're still going to get our game announcements coming up soon. So okay. we'll have a lot more in the gaming news. But how will people do cosplay? 
If it's you can, not, you're not going to have an actual venue to go to. You can do it on Zoom. Uh, it's not really as fun. Though. Yeah, it's not the same. It's, it's not, not the, the same. same. You know what this this story's not the same as having your own actual Iron Man armor, but <laughs> it's about as good as you're going to get. Okay, I know on. my segues are so on point today. They're great, but Iron Man, the VR game, we got a little demo, which is absolutely fantastic. I do have to say, this demo really—I feel like you really feel like you're Iron Man. All right, like right here, they start off their whole Iron Man life. can't see shit. Oh, there he is. <laughs> so they have to display now he also said they try not to have too many HUD, important HUD things in the peripheral vision area it, 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 it'd get in the way of the killing yeah but you also see they try to have what you need to do right in front of you and this guy's like oh my god Iron Man keeps looking at his goddamn hands um, but <laughs> we are taking place here in scenic Malibu and here teaching him how to fly forward and the big thing for this game is flying and uh, shooting. And that's this is what I was saying. They don't want to have all this stuff just popping up in front of you. So having the text in the background of the environment coming towards you is a lot better of an aesthetic for it. And I agree. This yeah. is absolutely fantastic when you're looking at VR, right? When you're flying above Malibu, they got some you know little drone stuff for you to shoot in these little catacombs and stuff that he does. Uh, to where it shows off a lot of the gameplay, or yeah, some of the gameplay. Oh, uh, yeah, his cable was loose. There we go. So he's shooting, and right now he's just hovering, and this is just the shooting portion. But eventually, you see how he still has to fly and shoot at the same okay. time. And when we get into this other mission, here you see Pepper Potts. She's like, "Hey, Tony, come on by. Need a boo thing." Um, <laughs> That's probably not what they say at this point in the relationship. He's, she's still his secretary, for God's sake. Oh, okay. But je- even just the flying around right here, beautiful scenery. You you can and looks he like still you says, can go anywhere. But they try to make it feel far. immersive, but they still have like safety bumpers, you know, to where it just kind of nudges you to where you want, where you need to go. So no, no, still, no. Like, We're not going to the ocean. Yeah, Stay there's on still the like auto aim and stuff like that. But it really still gives you the freedom to where this knucklehead is just kind of flying around, just enjoying it, you know? Um, and here we see this is, they want to have cut scenes that are still interactive. So mm-hmm. you'll be Tony. And here he's in his jet, and he's just like, ah, got some trouble. Might as well get on the old Iron Man suit. And you'll be able to customize the armor. Oh, okay. And like weapons. That. And this was released on PlayStation Underground. They've been doing. Will I get to have forty-seven other Iron Men that follow me around, like in the movies? Um, maybe by the end game. I don't know. Probably not. But of course, you gotta have a Tony Stark falling in midair and collecting the Iron Man armor. Well, you gotta have. It's kind of a part of every. Yeah, I mean, it's movie, and they tried to draw on the movies from with that, so. I mean, I'm, I'm. I look at this, and I just, I can't believe that they pulled something like this off. That looks yeah. So this good. is this is uh, rather breathtaking. Footage. And then boom, you got the you got the mask popping on. 
Now, here, they show off a mission that you get, which is an Iron Man at 15,000 feet. The <clears throat> plane's going down, you got pepper pots on board, and they start to show off some of the enemies in the key kind of gameplay uh, right. that they have. We going don't have on to wait here. for that. Yes, we don't. So, chapter one. Once again, title coming at you like Star Wars in the Sky. Really looking cool. So here, they want to make it not just about shooting up baddies, because that's not what being a superhero is about. A superhero is about saving people. So you're going to have to have little objectives like that to where you got to use, you know, your little exhaust. You probably go fix the other one now. Well, that's a hole. He's not going <laughs> to fix the hole. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you got to, like, put out a, an airplane. you got to save people. You have to have that humanitarian kind of aspect in the superhero game. Maybe get on the phone, call Thor, get a real... Hey, now, you are going to see Nick Fury, Ghost. They are adding oh, in okay. different Marvel characters in this, but this is Iron Man, you know? Okay. Adding him in a cutscene, maybe a supporting character, but here we see the combat, the flight, the flight and fight combat, and my God, man. Man, that is amazing. You know, I'm just like, shit, I want this game. I see this stuff, and it's just like, damn, PlayStation VR, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's kind of amazing. You know, and this guy, he has this move where you'll see, like, if he gets close to a drone, he, he, a, a fist appears. You can punch them, and it All just right, obliterates that's, that's, them. That's and pretty cool. The guy was saying, like, oh the yeah, plane this guy's is still crashing, and everyone's gonna die if he doesn't hurry. Well, I mean, it's just pepper on board. <laughs> oh, is that all? Yeah. Oh. The pilots don't count, or are they dead? It's Tony. It's probably automated. Okay. Well, fair enough. You should have added some rocket launchers. Yeah. If he only knew a weapons manufacturer. The board didn't approve of it. But you got to protect Fair the enough. jet here. We'll skip forward a little bit here. <coughs> so, and this is one of the humanitarian, well, one of the superhero moments. You got to unhook the wing. Little objective so they can still kind of, all right, steer. still kind of go and steer. And then they start to show off these little Billy Badasses pop up a little bit later. Those uh, little drones were just the kind of easy first boss enemy, or, you know, first mm -hmm. enemies. This one's a little, uh, these, these guys are a little bit harder because they have uh, shields. Oh, okay. So it takes a little bit longer And for you them. have to not shoot the uh, airliner. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because otherwise, you know, Pepper's fucked. But I really love. She, she'll probably be fine. Well, yeah, realistically, she'll probably be fine. She's a main character. Yeah. But... <laughs> that plane is taking a really long time to go down. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, they got it. How high was this plane cruising? <laughs> yeah. oh, Jesus. They, they were going to space. Because, I mean, they're still above you know. the clouds at this point, and you know? it's... Oh, the best part is later on, because... We're well, how high they are depends on how long it takes you to beat it. It's like right around here. He's still fucking with them. But they were having problems with their landing gear coming down. Of course. And they're, I'm like, Hold you're on, still in the clouds. Was, all right. It was down in the other. Yeah. But now he's, try, he's trying to go get Pepper. I skipped forward to pass my point. But now he's trying to oh, get Pepper. Okay. But you see more um, you stuff, know, stuff coming off. Debris was the word I was looking for. But you find more debris coming off of the uh, ship. So now you have to think on the fly. You don't have a big warning in front of you oh, yeah. until it's almost too late. So you have to fly and pay attention and shoot at the same time. And now you see Pepper over there on the she's on, on the landing, the landing gear. gear. Okay, there's a woman on the wing. 
Sorry, no, the landing gear. That is some serious upper body strength right there. You know what I mean? Holding on. I love I love that arm right there. My head's in the way. But he's got his arm there like he's holding Pepper. Oh, okay. And he's just like, don't worry, Pepper. I'll save you. <laughs> <laughs> but just from that gameplay demo alone, I want a PlayStation VR. So, if anybody's selling a PlayStation VR, it's pjnwh at gmail.com. <laughs> okay. And, you know, pre-order and you get a lava suit Iron Man. But, one thing that lava I'm sure... Iron Man suit, did you say? Yeah. Ma- I'm sorry, magma. Magma, not lava. Completely oh. different story. If it was lava, that'd be different. It's magma. <laughs> I'll be yes. leaving now. So, um, my last story is, well, it could be creepy, depending on how you look at it. NVIDIA Game Gan learns how to clone Pac-Man without using one line of code. Okay. So, essentially, this is uh, an AI that can replicate Pac-Man with nothing more than pixels and key presses. The Generative Adversarial Network, or GAN, is the AI that is able to take pixel and input data from a video game and recreate a like-for-like carbon copy without any underlying engine. Hold on. We're going to call the AI overlord of the future Dan? GAN. See, right here. GAN? Yeah, G-A-N. GAN, not Dan. No, yeah, GAN. That's way more of an overlord name. Generative (laughs) Adversarial Network. GAN. Oh, so you're looking for trouble. Okay. Yeah. It's Generative Adversarial. So it's looking to fight you. And it's already designing a T-1000 to... Coming to your door. Now, here's the thing. you up like cattle. The AI is able to actually generate a new frame for every on-screen event based on it, uh, those before it. Player action, environmental randomness. Now, to build the game, the AI needs data, uh, gameplay data, a lot of gameplay data. And how are they going to do that? You'd probably, let me guess, do they teach the machine how to play the game? No. They got another AI and taught that one how to play the game. And right, then, well, this one with do it. the second AI, they could, uh, with that one, Pac, they could play Pac-Man over and over, and it took about 50,000 uh, 50, quote-unquote episodes of gameplay. A few million frames in total. I have a question. Okay. Did they let the AI talk? Probably not. We should it's not Pac-Man. let them do that. Because <laughs> last time they hooked two AI up together, they're like, let's let them talk. They immediately created a I'm worried about the future for you know game develop working game developers. And I'm You're worried, worried about, about the future of mankind <laughs> and the Terminator. The T one thousand is coming. <laughs> Look out for John Connor. That's how you get Skynet for sure. Yes, Skynet. Why don't we just call it Skynet? They already have an AI called Skynet. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're not going to be ruled by one AI overlord. Look, There'll be look, like five look. of them. It's okay. still a ways off, long before after we're dead, because this one isn't going to be doing AAA titles. Not anytime soon. Okay, well. I'll... 
It took two AIs just to do, and 50,000 hours of game, uh, 50,000 uh, episodes of gameplay just to make this one AI build a game without any code using the Dynamics Engine, Memory Module, and Rendering Engine. Uh, I'd like to put... Which they have those here. The Dynamic Engine has access to past ga- game history. It uses that wealth of information to ensure the constant simulation that matches the source game. The memory module keeps the environment and maintains the consistency in, in the case of Pac-Man environment and background. The rendering is tasked with actually producing the output image. So with those three things, they're able to just create a Pac-Man game, which I'm assuming anything on Atari is pretty much attainable for this. But essentially, the AI has to know the rules. And once it has the rules of the game, then it can go on to recreate it, carbon copy. Hmm. Okay. So, monumental step for even this, you know, without one line of code, being able to recreate Pac-Man. I can't do that. No, I can't. I can't can't do that either. But, once again, that is one thing that uh, is going to Make the T-1000 superior to us. I couldn't code shit in the time it took them to... I couldn't learn to code shit in the time it took them to code those... In the entire time it took to build both AIs, make them learn how to make this and the final project, I still... Yeah, I still wouldn't be able to learn how to code that. I have a master's degree. Yeah. I work on cars. So... And on top of the pending doom that is uh, the T-1000s that are coming, I had an idea for an end segment, which could be very interesting. And with Katarina above us, I figured we could go on to our end segment here of What If? Now, kids, What If? I can't get that high. My voice is still sore. But what if you could get one sci-fi slash science fantasy um, (laughs) weapon? What would it be and why? I know which one I would not pick. I would would not pick a lightsaber. You're going to cut your damn head off. I, I would cut something off like... First time. Everybody makes fun of Luke Skywalker, that one scene where he's looking down the barrel of the Points lightsaber. Right. That would be me. Except the lightsaber would go... Yeah, right through my head. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need that kind yeah, of Yeah, I don't think anyone needs that. And realistically, how are you going to use it in your everyday life? Maybe the energy pistol from Halo. You know what I mean? You I had a different... The little one that had infinite ammo and you just had to charge it up. I had a different answer before, but I'd like I'd like a Terminator robot now. <laughs> I mean, just to protect me for when the other Terminator robots I mean, come to kill yep. me, You're so I got a chance. Uh-oh. And he could do some vacuuming. No, that is technically that would be a weapon. Technically, it's kind of the ultimate weapon. Otherwise, I'd say like a phaser. Or yeah. Something. Well, phaser, yeah, because you could have you could uh, put it on stun. Yeah. That it was my thinking. Because originally I was just going to say, give me like Han Solo's blaster, but yeah, no, you know, that one's actually maybe a Stormtrooper blaster because they could set theirs to stun. They'd stun Ooh. and uh, completely obliterate. Or like one of these. Mm-hmm. The ring from G- Green, uh, Green Lantern Ring. Green Lantern awesome. Ring? Oh my god, yes. Oh, did I take yours? 
No. Well, oh. see, remember how I told you I had a tie for three? That yes. was one of them. Okay, well, one, well, we took... Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. Because well, I wasn't sure if it counted as sci-fi. That's why I asked if Green yes. Lantern counts as yes. sci-fi. Yes. Because I'm his ring was really one of the contenders. It's not the one that I ultimately went with, but it was one of my three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh God, Green Lantern is... He's one of my favorites, too. And... Yeah, no, the Green Lantern ring really kind of steals it there. Yeah, or the the, the Iron Man suit. I mean, if I'm just opening this up to any kind of a weapon, I would even say a sonic screwdriver. And I was thinking about that. The only thing is it's not really a weapon weapon except for its sonic capabilities. It has so many different it's, modes and apps in that thing. You it's can like a into tool. It's you a can, weapon and a multi-use tool the way this is. You could you could stab, you could kill somebody with a pen. That yes, could a you weapon. could kill people who've been killed with a pen. I'm using this as a broad term. You kill somebody with a spoon, it'll hurt more. Fell apart as soon as I touched it, but still. Luxley, I'll uh, get your heart out with a spoon. <laughs> but, Thank no, you I'm, I'm, getting that reference. Thank you, yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Um, but no, yeah. We, we hear that every time we see our, my dad. Um, every we we try not to mention spoons. Spoons are matches. Match or yeah. spoons are matches. We try just, not to just mention. Don't. <laughs> if you don't, you're like, yeah, I know. Just don't. So like, I thought of like Inspector Gadget. I thought of iRobot. I thought oh, of um, mm. Ezra Bridger's lightsaber blaster combat. Yes! Oh my fucking god! Yes, he had a blaster. And a lightsaber. It was a blaster and a lightsaber, all in one. Um, but did you pick yours already? I uh, picked everything. He picks everything. With <laughs> okay. and but what I and I'm and I'm kind of proud of this poll. But if you guys pick it apart, I totally get it. It's fine. But I was thinking of Lawgiver from Judge Dredd. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. That that that'd be pretty because cool. it's got. It's got like grenades in there. It's got everything you need for an average day of work. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) or whatever you do at wherever you work. It's slick uh, signal flares. It it like it can do, and it's got a computer in there. So like it it has, it's like everything. But it it is Mark said on the chat uh, the BFG two thousand. Right. Which. I mean, sure. Once again, uh, kind of murdery there, Mark. Kind of murdery. Mm-mm. I mean, Stormtrooper Blaster, I can stun people. I'm not going out to just murder. If you fuck me, if you fuck me over, then I got a Stormtrooper Blaster. You're cool. Especially the real life implications of a laser weapon is not clean. I'd like I'd like the phaser because you can put it on stun. And if you yep. really don't like them, you just put it on 10 and they just disappear. Yeah. There's no cleanup. That's true. Got a mouse? Mace. You got any more? You got to have good aim on that, man, because all those were you well-trained. Also don't have a wall. They were well-trained <laughs> Space Navy officers, so we have yeah. to assume they've yeah. gotten at least a little and bit occasionally, occasionally, on one or two episodes of The Next Generation, they got the Space Navy SEALs. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? And it's just like, right. you had specially trained operatives who knew, no, don't ha- sh- have it on 10 and shoot at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you're going to shoot a mouse, all of a sudden, the center main load-bearing wall of our house has disappeared. All right, you got a point. 
Maybe I'll just stick or with Like mouse. Robo made from Space Stick with the Green Lantern ring. You can at Ooh. least reconstruct a fucking wall with that. Well, that's why I. But that's Who why I was these? asking. If Star Wars and Green Lantern count as sci-fi. Then those definitely mess me up. But if we're going by what is strictly sci-fi, I stick with Judge Dredd's um, lawgiver. Or like he has the uh, plasma rifle, plasma pistol. pistol. Sorry, it can also be converted there. into a rifle. Yeah. We just add the thing. Stop and get, back in the rifle. And you the muzzle, get the yeah. freaking earpiece yeah. to stay in your ear. Because I can't. Yeah, no, randomly, I just have to kind of push it back in there. Yeah. But. This thing is crap. It is. Anyway. But, uh, plasma pistol, yes. As Once again, as long as you got the cells to reload it. Because if it's like Fallout 3, to where you, you find the alien and you get the laser pistol, but you only have so much ammo, mm-hmm. that's kind of a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be. That'd be I got yeah. six shots left in my plasma pistol. Keep pissing me off, man. I'll have five. <laughs> you know? I'm thinking with the phaser, it could be rechargeable. Oh, yeah. So your your ultimate death ray... No, it's got a micro-USB port. You could just plug it in the bottom and you're good to go. Yeah. Phasers always have a micro-USB port. Actually, something that would be more useful would be like the uh, communicator with the universal translator thing, but, you know. Yeah, not a weapon. But it's not a weapon. Maybe a future communication device would be another one, but ultimately, I am sticking with the Stormtrooper Blaster because of the multiple settings. Stun yep. and, and kill. And vaporize. Can they vaporize? Well, they just automatically kill you. Okay. They just kind of... I mean, yeah, you got. Me- but what if I don't they, have think good they, armor? Don't, they don't vaporize them? Yeah, but what if they have good armor, good good yeah. boots? Okay. Aim for the. You vaporize them, and all their clothes are. Aim for the fleshy parts. Well, this, this isn't a Bethesda game. You can't just look in the ashes. It disintegrates. Yeah. Okay. So I'm you in. know, you're not just looking in the ashes. Star Wars. I mean, you still got their stuff. May have a blaster bolt, but I mean, you know, you could probably mend that. Like the Japanese thing, they do with pottery. You just fill it with gold or some shit. Or Byzantium, like the Mandalorians. Okay. I'm thinking outside uh, the box, man. Sure. But I'm sticking with that. What are you siding on? I like the green green lantern ring. That sounds like mm-hmm. something. It could literally be anything I could imagine. <laughs> Lord help Absolutely. you if the, the color yellow is involved at all. The only <laughs> limit is your imagination. Yeah. yeah. That's very true, and he is very imaginative. So, yeah, no, that is a really good. That's a really good pull. And uh, what is yours that you were finally settling with out of your three? Well, since the Green Lantern ring is taken, you can pick that one too. You could, side and you pick something from Star Wars. I'm going to stick with my. No, I'm, I was very proud of Judge my Dredd. lawgiver pull. My judge. No, that is a really good pull. It does have incendiary too, so you know. Yeah. I think I, think I win because yeah, I would have that. He can have that. <laughs> I have that right here. And now have, I have a starship right here. In a Pacific Rim? Yeah, you could have one of them. But those. realistically, I'd use it to get sodas from the fridge. Gundam? Yeah. You could have one of them. And if you needed to, you'd get a soda from the fridge. That's, that's, I would use it to do housework. That's what I would use it most sure. of the time. You just imagine a clone of yourself. Then you wouldn't have to leave the house. You could send the clone to go to the grocery store. The green clone. Oh, here's the yeah. money. All right. Don't spend too much. It would do all of my housework. That, yeah. I'm See? So happy. Once again, misusing weapons is how accidents happen. 
Yeah. Well, this is why I will never be the bearer of the green ring. <laughs> That's exactly why the. Oh, here comes the ring. Where are you going? Where'd she oh. go? No, it's all right. I'm, I'm good. The ring didn't choose me. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Luckily. I, I am not a superhero because I would not be a superhero. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I'd, like, get a, I'd get a bad performance. Look, you haven't been doing any superhero yeah. heroine. <laughs> Use it to get veggie sticks from the other end of Pretty the much. couch. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess I would use it to hurt people, but I would certainly use I it think, to make my life yeah, much Yeah, I think the ring simpler. chose me because it wants a relaxed life. That's all. Mark has accused me of being Sith on many occasions, but that's exactly why I don't have superpowers. It's because, oh, yeah, no, I'd totally end up evil. Yeah. 100%, I'd end up evil. Oh, God, yeah. But... I would be sad that they would come and be like, you have all these powers, and this is what you choose to do with it? Yes, yeah. sir. This, yeah. this is exactly what I'm choosing to do with it. Thank you. And I would appreciate if you stopped judging my life choices. Thank you. <laughs> so... I don't know, I'm kind of set with that one. I'm kind of set with that one. I still like my stormtrooper because who's gonna fuck with me if I have a laser rifle? Yeah. Especially since it doesn't look like those stormtrooper ones have to really in the movies. Wise, you don't you never see them reloading clips. No, no, you don't. You don't see them reloading. Yeah, we're not talking about Battlefront here. Well, the Green Lantern wouldn't. He, he needs to recharge, but you already know the oath. Yeah. What's the one that Finn took away from the trooper? That was kind of like a sword. Oh yeah, that it was kind of like a like a shock trooper. Baton. Right, baton. shock trooper. Yeah, shock that baton. can yeah. detaze. There you go. Very like reminiscent the, uh, of the weapons from. Lord help you if the person you're hitting is a pacemaker. It's kind of like a a uh, uh, pain stick from uh, uh, Star Star Trek. Uh, With yeah, the Klingons, yeah. where they go through that. What do they call it? Right. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a Jewish word or Russian, whatever the hell they got. Passing some kind of phlegm in your throat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or a combination of all three. People whack you over the head with a stick for 20 minutes. Or whatever as they a, do. Although, as a nerdy side note, uh, Rosaria Dawson, who's p- going to be playing Ahsoka Tano in Star Wars, she actually speaks Klingon. Yeah, oh, I have. I'm sure, that'll be useful. It's the wrong universe. Is it okay to talk but Rebel nice to know. That's a nice quick. skill to have, I guess. I mean, I'd prefer not to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't watched that, especially after the last season. I'd say give it a couple weeks. All right. Well, when, you it, when it ends, I have to ask you something. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, because I love those two uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. If you have Disney Plus and you haven't watched it, shame on you because you really need to. Please watch it, please. You won't regret it. I so, promise. Pinky for our end segment, we settle on Judge Dredd, uh, the Green Lantern ring, and the Stormtrooper blaster. Only because they wouldn't let me have a Terminator robot. I really say that the Green Lantern ring is better than that. Realistically, I'd use him for guard. That's borderline ascension being. All right. I kind of want to. I kind of want to leave. Like you, oh, I'll have Unicron. He'll only eat the planet, but I can live on him if he likes me. I'm good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick him. Well, yeah. The no. robot, the Terminator, you can just reprogram it. It's true. Now he does domestic chores and will dispatch of invaders like, what, and like dispose a, of the body. A twenty thirty year old John Connor was able to reprogram a T one hundred. So. Can't be that. You know, that we got Chris. I'm sure he could think <laughs> something up. Or the old man will. He'll know. He'll, he'd know someone. You know what, though? I really wouldn't put that past him. 
like Chris, we got this T one hundred. We need you to we need you to reprogram. I'm like, oh, all right. God. I'll give it a sure. I'll give it a crack. Linda's <laughs> gonna bitch. I got another thing in the house, but all right, fuck it. Bring it on by. Just, you know, <laughs> just reprogram. Don't keep Normal any weapons in Although, the house. Although uh, it is a weapon. Uh, the little man on Mandalorian. I have spoken. He reprogrammed the IG eighty eight. Okay. We may have to do that as next week's. Your favorite android, man. Bring him over. Which one? Because there's a bunch of androids that we could do. So that'll, that'll be next week. Think about it. Write us here at pjandwh.com so, on the Contact Us page. If you have a sci-fi or sci-fantasy weapon that we forgot, maybe something luggy or nutty, maybe you have to switch the screen so everybody can see that instead of just Katarina. Um... Hop on over here to pjnwh.com, and you can leave your name, your message, and what do you think? Do you think you have a better idea than uh, Judge Dredd, Green Lantern's Ring, or even the Stormtrooper Blaster? Pop it on here and find us on all social medias. Comment, like, subscribe below, and don't forget to uh, pass it on to your friends, man. Share it out. Let other people know the great podcast you just found. So we always end off this podcast with Link jumping up here and unable to decide where to sit. And most importantly, the thank yous. Uh, I want to send a thank you out there to Steve Wilson for liking yesterday's uh, Lugnuts podcast, which was Silly Putty Porsche. Uh, we also want to thank... Thanks, Link. Kevin! Kevin Link. Farrell. We want to thank Moisel Robinson for liking last week's Triforce podcast, Yoda's Red Corvette, as well as yesterday's Lug Nuts. And then we want to thank Matthew Kennedy, Garrett Faber for liking Lug Nuts as well, as well as all the bots on the SoundCloud, Edward Corbin, Nolan Peer for liking yesterday's Lug Nuts. You can make sure you send us the love right there. Send us your ideas here on the webpage at the Contact Us. And uh, you know we uh, always got stuff cooking in the uh, in the works here. Maybe even talking to uh, a Mister Legion about doing uh, not destroying the world. That's a different Legion. So the guy named uh, uh, John John Anthony Legion. Yeah, James. James. I was very close. James, not John. I'll, look, I'll learn it eventually. James, John, Tim, okay. Tom. I don't know. He kind of knows. Whatever is the it's it's <laughs> uh, it's close. It Luckily, I do. But what I'm hinting at is I am trying to get a new intro for the Triforce podcast. Going to do the intro treatment like we do with Lug Nuts, and we'll have something very special for that one. Uh, testing my editing chops out there, but. As always, this is a long drawn out goodbye. I am one Matthew Bucherell, the Matt Man. To my left is Stephen Bucherell, Big Brother. And in the quarantine box is Katerina Gogugul, Katerina Themascara. <laughs> and not licking his paws is one hero of time, Link Diablo, our mascot. As always, we love you, we miss you, and we definitely want to see you next week. And without further ado, Game on, boys and girls! We'll see you then. Bye-bye.
去想，我哈，很想，很想。Podcast number one twenty six. So, I never got like a straight answer. Does Green Lantern count as sci-fi? And while we're on the topic, does Star Wars count as sci-fi? Star Wars、yeah. is sci-fi. Green Lantern. Well, I mean, any kind of that sci-fi genre. I get a lot of it's but... a space opera or space fantasy. Um, Star Wars, not sci-fi, because sci-fi is supposed to be rooted in science, and that's why Green Lantern is allegedly riding that line、Here's、as well. But I don't. Here's the thing that really kind of combats that is that a lot of technology that's in Star Wars actually inspired technology we have today,、mm-hmm. especially in like you know animatronics for limbs and stuff like that. That's why, yeah, absolutely, Star Star Wars is a, a sci-fi. Yeah, it's science、okay. fantasy. It started as science fantasy, but that's just how far we came. Is that some pe- people saw that and they were still inspired by it? So I would still. It's a technicality, but I would still classify it as sci-fi. So now、in、I have a three-way tie for answer as my sci-fi weapon. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> when it started, I, mean, I classify it as、uh, factual history. Yes. It's factual history. It actually the historical document. Yes, it's historical it documented.、Uh, it says a long time ago in a galaxy far, yeah, far away. Yeah, it's right from the beginning. I mean, obviously the force has just dissipated in. Nobody's <laughs> practicing it anymore. So you know, you just need more force wielders、uh, able to、uh, connect to the force and speak in mysterious ways. Live from the studio. I mean, literally, we turn our living. <laughs> Welcome to Pajangers and Wallhangers. We turn、Here、our living room、again. into a studio every single week. Oh, you gonna stay right there, huh? Does、so. the sheet come down? No, we keep it up. <laughs> We're lazy. We We're just lazy. It can eclipse up at the top. It could, it could but I, I'm not climbing up there. I'm not climbing、yeah. up there. We're just fine with it. And then when it's AC season, we just peel this back. We turn everything off for the podcast because it sounds like it, we're sitting in the middle of a highway,、uh, especially the overhead fan. Yeah.、So、in the summertime, <laughs> these podcasts get quick and efficient. They get efficient as fuck. <laughs> get it out. Get your point in. It's hot as balls. Let's go. <laughs> This year's different because everybody's out at their own house. You got climate control. You got the AC. <laughs> Right in the background. I can't wait for this year, especially on Skype. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> But Steve and I were actually. Oh, good. Damn! Thank God we are chit chatting here because I completely did not have the right thing up here. I still had it for love nuts. Yeah. Whew! I got nothing. There's、good. no news since yesterday. There is. I just didn't look. Yeah. So if the news wasn't free, we'd be just sitting here. Yeah, my、right、mom、here. heard、uh, your nickname for me. <laughs> <laughs> It's great, isn't it? What nickname was that? Katarina Gugugul. Gugugul.、Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that. Oh yeah, I can't know why I didn't remember that. Hi. And we're shutting it off. Boom. Stop streaming. Stop recording. Stop everything. <laughs> But I'll tell you what—they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop mashing that subscribe button right here in between us. 
they're going to hit and find the best video for them right above us. And over there in the corner, you're going to find all the Triforce podcast in the playlist, man. Enjoy. And as our main man Connor says, one punch! Punch!